Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the first edition of 2020 for the latest Shiny Podcast. Your host, Stephen Spector. And, of course, on the other end, Rob Hirschfeld. Good New Year. Happy New Year. It's not good New Year, yeah. is it? It's, it's a happy new year and a new decade. This is and, the latest shiny in the new decade. Is it a new decade or not? My son and I had a whole argument about this, and I thought it's not till next year, and then he told me I was being an old fogey. So <laughs> I, I have come down very firmly on the this is the decade. Okay. Uh, the idea that some uh, person created the calendar 2,000 years ago and they started with year one does not mean that we should worry about uh, when the that that's that offset has been lost in time well so there but, you go latest shiny listeners we make significant decisions that have uh impacts at a global and uh eras <laughs> is it an era the 2000 era i guess whatever it is all right well we're going to talk about uh something today that uh rack has been working called edge lab and uh, if you're listening to this and you're on a computer uh, go to edgelab.digital. I think that's what I typed in. Yeah, edgelab.digital. If you're in your car, uh, we will remind you edgelab.digital, and we'll also have it up on our site. But uh, before we start talking about Rob, how about you kind of give us an overview of what this is, what the your thinking behind it was, and uh, let's go from there. I would love to. And as you know, uh, we cover a lot of edge edge topics on the latest shiny. And one of the things that has been really missing in all of our conversations is a standard platform, right? There, there is no sort of you know way that people can build an infrastructure and share it and do things in any consistent way. And this has been true in conversations I've had, you know, on the list shiny yeah. and publicly and privately. And it is, it is, you know, the wild west out there with edge infrastructure projects. <laughs> yeah. And, and what that means is, and that's normal for a new, new industry, but what it means is if somebody wants to do some work, nobody else can replicate that work. It ends up being something like totally unique. Um, you know, the, the, the now notorious Chick-fil-A Kubernetes on Nook things. Yeah, uh -huh. it sounds great, but there's, you can't replicate it. You don't know what their architecture was. You don't know what they built. You don't know how they installed it. A lot of those things are opaque. What we wanted to do with Edge Lab was to create a reference architecture in a shared open way and then make it modular so that you're not just doing Raspberry Pis, although that's our first reference architecture, right? or you know, CentOS or, or Ubuntu or something like that, or just Kubernetes or K3S or something like that. It's like, it should be modular enough that you can say, all right, here's the bits and pieces, but it should be you know, integrated enough that a vendor, say Rancher with K3S, could just focus on Rancher and then have a way that Anybody who wanted to try it could just go to the reference architecture, buy the pieces, build one, and test it. And in some cases, we're, we're trying to bring in some cloud providers also. So you could actually replicate the whole system without having to buy infrastructure if you wanted to just get testing right away. What? So, so it's, it's this portability, yeah. commonality, shared shared um, environment so that we can accelerate real real deliveries. So I think that's a good idea. If you're listening and you're a hoster or cloud provider on whatever the words are and you want to help, should they just reach out to you, Rob, if they're interested in setting this up and making it available for people? They're, they're welcome to. The, the idea for the Edge Lab site is that this is an open reference architecture. 
So we are in the process in January and, and mid-February of actually trying to build a set of collaborators uh, who want to take their pieces and make them fit in the architecture. And then we're planning a formal announcement in mid-February uh, as, as sort of a more of a, a pressy, hey, everybody come play. I'm using our platform here as a way to invite people in. Now, that doesn't mean if, if you're just, it's, it's actually there and it works and we got the, the basic reference architecture all the way through to a K3S install, rock solid. And we'll talk about that too. Okay. Um, but right now the goal is we want people to come in and play with it as individual contributors, but we also want them to think about how do I bring in a new platform onto that architecture or new hardware into that architecture so that we, we have a broader spectrum of, of capabilities right at the start. So let's just, you know, you have this nice picture on the site showing the Netgear box with some stuff. So can you just quickly yeah. go through what the pieces are uh, here so we can, we, I can understand and everyone else as well? Oh, this will blow people away because what, what we've been able to do is, is crazy with Raspberry Pis. Um, so for the first architecture, we targeted Raspberry Pis because you can buy the whole infrastructure you need to test and play for under $500. And that's a really big deal. And it yeah. sits on your desk. It's really, really nice. And it's pretty. And we see a lot of people playing with, with this. What we've done is we've taken this, this standard bill of materials you can buy and very simple wiring patterns and, and diagrams to get stuff started. And then we, we put digital rebar in it and we designed some images that you can flash onto the Raspberry Pis. Um, those starting images are going to set the uh, worker Raspberry Pis to be Pixie boot, um, you know, automatically Pixie boot sets up the BIOS, does all the right stuff. And then it has an image that includes a digital rebar server that does all of the work to build up the infrastructure so that you can net boot and Pixie has the right subnet ranges. Um, because it has a dedicated switch, it actually works entirely self-contained. So the only thing you have to do to get this running is you put in the, the SD cards for the initial boot. You run a script that sets your Wi-Fi gateway, your Wi-Fi address so that the system can be a gateway. It doesn't contaminate anything else. It's just using that as a gateway. And then you walk away. And after, you know, for the first boot, about 10 minutes, all the BIOSes have to flash, you get a working cluster. So this net, uh, and then yeah. oh, I was just going to say, so uh, this net gearbox, you know, you show a specific one. Is there, can I use an old one or something? Or is there a, the switch, the switch can be anything. Okay. The, the reason, the reason we show that Netgear box is that it has power over Ethernet, and okay. if you do power over Ethernet, then you can power the whole thing from the switch. Um, and so it literally can become as simple as you buy four Raspberry Pis, you buy the adaption, the adapter that that makes them power over Ethernet enabled. You plug them into the switch, and there is no additional effort. And that's it. It's all done. That's it. And, and they'll, they'll boot. And then the fun thing is because of all the net boot work we did on Raspberry Pi, if you want to reset the cluster, you just, um, we actually have a soft reboot for it. You just soft reboot them or you could, you could pull the, pull the ethernet cable, plug it back in and that machine will be wiped out and reset for your next, um, your next run. And, and these are, so you're showing here in this case, four Raspberry Pis. I mean, those are just generic Raspberry Pis, right? I mean, there's not. Yeah. Anything special they're, they're, or anything like that? They're the newer model. 
which okay. is the four. Although um, our CTO, Greg Althaus, tells me that he actually has it able to work on the threes also. Um, yeah, but Greg sure is that's, so, that's meaningful. But he's super, <laughs> he's super smart doing 80 hacks that no one else knows about. So I would, <laughs> I, you know, I worry about that. But I mean, it's. Well, it's but he's not, but this is. But here's what's amazing because yeah. Greg is super smart and what he's done is amazing with this. Uh, the, he figured out how to do something that people said they couldn't do, right? He's got Raspberry Pis doing reliable Pixie boot. And then the um, subnet DHCP server that, that's built into Digital Rebar has a feature that actually allows it to work with Raspberry Pis in a consistent way with no pre-warning, no pre-wiring or anything. Like, Every time we looked at this problem in the past, it's always required you to like to get the MAC addresses or do some handwork on every Pi that you touched. He eliminated all of that. So you just stuff in the cards, turn them on, and the rest comes out. And then you can actually pull the SD cards out because we're not booting from the SD cards anymore. Now, um, on, on the bill of materials page, I just for those uh, wandering around, you have this great picture, and I think you tweeted it out last week. But this little yeah. um, plastic—I don't even know what you call that—is—is is it a? Con it's like a container. It's got it's fans. On they call it—they call it a cloudlet case. Yeah, it's like a—it's an eight pi um, rack for 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 pies. There's a, there's a ton of interesting racks for pies. The the amount of innovation going in around the pies is amazing, um, and so we're really excited to be able to be part of that community with this, and we we think it's a really nice way to start. The challenge is the pies are very limited and they are um, ARM devices. And so a lot of things that people are building, they don't compile for the for the pies straight off the bat. So our expectation is that we're going to bring in some other edge focused hardware. So, mm -hmm. you know, you could bring in the Nooks. We've done a lot of work with Nooks in the past. Um, you could bring in, um, I know Lenovo and Dell both have edge you know, specific uh, units those should work fine. They're just not as cheap, frankly. Yeah. Um, but for but, testing you know, purposes, to learn and experiment, I think this is a great little setup. It's a, it's it really is. It's super nice. It's very easy to like. I can flip this over. Like so. The other thing we added is there's an Edge Lab content pack for Digital Rebar that installs K3s. Mm -hmm. And and so. That is a one-click install. So literally, you pick the machines you want to install on, you say go, and it installs K3S. It takes like 90 seconds total. The first time, it downloads the pieces and keeps them, so it's 45 seconds the second time. And that means that I can go and do uh, development on top of a K3S cluster. And this is really the Edge Lab concept. Mm -hmm. I can build my application on top of Kubernetes, and then as I want to test it, I just pull the power cords, delete the cluster, and then reset. And so I can go through a full reset cycle in about two minutes. Uh, I mean, that's this, this that's is, amazingly powerful. But uh, so I'll also add to everyone, the site is a GitHub page. And so, yes. um, you know, that lets people contribute and add things to this. It's not a, a static, it's a community thing, right? You're looking for people that do things. So if I do this and run something that's really interesting, I can add my own images or submit them for other people. To share is that right totally. yeah th that's what we want what we want people to do is start and the same thing is true with the content that runs in digital rebar to support yeah. the, the pilot so you can take any of these pieces and then add into it like i'd love to see somebody come in and extend you know um 
Uh, we've been looking at open FAS as an add-on piece to it. That would be an easy thing to just make part of the content pack and, and you know, basically be an added click. Um, or some of these other hardware. So if somebody has Nooks and they want to adapt this to Nooks, I would love to see that. You could just write the bomb right into the into the document and go. Well, I, I tell you, one of the things that's really interesting here for me is, you know, now that you can pixie boot the Raspberry Pis, which I know you couldn't do two years ago, I remember, is that yeah. we can, you know, especially with this podcast, we can reach out to people in the Raspberry Pi community and make them aware that something like this exists. And I, that can open a whole new world for people, especially in that world, trying to figure out how can I, you know, I'm, I'm big in Raspberry Pis, how can I do more advanced things? And, and Edge enables them to get into the computing game in a new world. And I think this is a great step for them, a new way to do it. And, and this is, I'm laughing because this is one of the conversations that Greg and I had when we were putting this together, because, you know, we have a concern that somebody's going to come back and say, oh, I'm just going to run my Edge clusters on Pies. Um, and Pies aren't, <laughs> they're mm -hmm. not production gear. Mm -hmm. Be warned. Um, however, neither are nooks and, um, you know, it's, I can totally see somebody coming in and saying, you know what, they're good enough. I'm going to run my, my cluster with them. And actually with the stuff we've done, you could go in and say, you know what, I can just plug in extra pies and they become part of my cluster and that's all automated. So at some point it's like, you know what, I, maybe this is enough. I see this as, I see this as, but. I see this as a great thing for graduate school. And, uh, you know, when you're in computer science working on something in grad school and you never have money and, uh, you know, <laughs> to me, this is like I need I can build a, an edge thing and and, you know, do some experiments with edge and show the concepts. I, I think this is a great a great thing. I'm I'm really well, excited about this, Rob. This is, I'm glad uh, you're excited. And, I'm, I, and what you're saying is an important thing, because if, if I was a starving undergraduate, <laughs> right, the first thing the first thing I would do. Um, and, and my youngest is about to go off to college and be a starving undergraduate. So I'll encourage them to, to do this. Yeah. Um, but th I would say, you know, just use the cloud, go in, use, use the cloud, you know, you get your credits and all that stuff. And, and yay, there's a reason why you don't want to do that for edge development. And the reason is, is that that gives you a whole bunch of capabilities and resources that on an edge site you don't have. And so the, the nice thing about this edge lab is it actually gives you an isolated, disconnected environment with limited resources. So if I'm doing that work and I'm doing it in the cloud, I'm not really testing it. You know, I'm, I'm not seeing what it's like to run on a, a machine with such limited RAM or without internet connectivity or without S3 storage attached to it. And so, you know, a big part of what we're trying to do with the reference architecture is create a real working environment for dev and test, right? That's the the goal. And I, and we do, I'd love to see this, you know, a, a classroom full of, of edge lab uh, clusters uh, on every desk and letting people play with it. So you said you're going to formally announce this next month. Are you doing this at an event or is this just going to be something happening kind of over the internet or something? We're doing it in advance of edge world Congress. Um, I, I tend to think events are so noisy Yeah. Um, for some, some of these announcements that, um, well, I was just thinking not, someone could come and see better. you running this, and uh, ah, that's a you know it's a good idea. I'm, I wasn't planning to be at Edge World Congress, but we will be like at SRE Con, and we'll bring it. I'll probably be at Open uh, Open 
Oh, and uh, O N E S. They just added E. You and I should both plan to be there. I think. Oh, is this the open, networking? open networking? Edge. Hey, we you went to that. Oh. We went last year to that. It's in L A. this year in April, right? That's right. I'm, and, I have it and, open on my screen. I had planned to go. <laughs> that's that's funny. That that one turned. You know, they started with a small edge track, and they've right. been growing. And they actually decided that it was going to be a more equal split: open networking and open edge. And the LF Edge is a uh, you know is, is trying to coordinate a lot of things around that. So um, my my thought is at some point you know we're we're trying to grow this organically right now. I'd love to see more more vendors participating and, and help grow the system um, with vendors bringing their components in right because that's that to me is is an important part of growing an ecosystem. And then see about how we want to transition this to broader governance. Right, I don't expect Racken to be the the, the governing body on this at no. all. Uh, we want to we want to move it into a into a place. I don't know what that should be. I want to have multiple uh, participants before I start making assumptions like that. But, but at I some still... point, this isn't this isn't a rack end. This isn't a, a rack end thing. We're not we're not selling pies. <laughs> yeah, but I I think it's a but I do think an upcoming event if you're at to have it so people can see it. I think would be yeah. really uh, useful. And have you submitted a talk at any of these shows to show it and talk about it? And you know, uh, I you know I did submit one for SRECon and they didn't take okay. it. But submitting uh, to ONS E would be actually a really nice idea. Thank you. Um, and and this isn't doesn't have to be a Rob thing. So if you're listening to this and you're excited, you know, download, try it. It takes about two days. You know, we actually have the links right to Amazon. So you can order the, the bill of materials straight off those links. Um, don't, you know, you don't need our permission to talk about this and play with it or, you know, we're, this is, this is intended to be community, a community reference architecture. All right. Well, this is fantastic. This is the first time, you know, I saw the posts and stuff like, but this is the first time I've really looked at it. So I appreciate you taking, uh, taking me through it. So hopefully our listeners you know, this would be what you would do if you had a chance to talk to Rob, and that's what I tried to do. And um, and I I think I did a good job hitting all the the key things. And you have great pictures. And uh, who did it's, these fancy pictures? Was this you? That was, that was just me. I've got nice videos too. So uh, I put together. You know, we we have a lot of sort of walkthrough tutorials. I'm about to do a whole bunch more because, um, as usual. I did all the videos and then Greg added some really cool features. So I'm out of date already. Um, but you know, and you we'll, even managed, all... and you even mm-hmm. managed to use your favorite word interstitial in the, <laughs> on the website. <laughs> I mean, you that just, is your favorite word. that is your favorite <laughs> word. So funny. Well, well, welcome to the new year, uh, Rob, to our listeners. We are um, in the process of trying to find some new speakers, uh, different people working on different things. If you're listening and you'd like to participate, do reach out. We had a, a gentleman from, I want to say New York, reach out to us, and we talked about some of the things we're interested in. Next thing we know, his CTO from one of his companies is is going to be doing a, a podcast recording with us. So, you know, we're always looking for new people to come on and, and talk about different things. I do know, Rob, uh, one thing I'm interested in is I saw at CES, unfortunately, I was supposed to go, but uh, I, we were pulled back, so I did not get to go, was this, I guess that someone released an ARM Chromebook, I think. There was a whole thing on Twitter that looked like the coming of ARM into Intel. Um, if you know a bit about that and want to talk about that, 
let me know. If not, I'm going to go chase down um, our old friend in Austin, Rob, who used to work for ARM. He does consulting. Um, I'll teach. I'll teach, and I'm going to see if I can get Paul because he'll Definitely. know. Let's get Paul. He's doing some amazing work yeah. in cloud um, diagnostic, not cloud, cloud analysis. Um, yeah. And he's got some really good insights. Yes, we should definitely get Paul. And and if you're interested in ARM, we would love to have more discussions about ARM. Uh, you know, the Pi stuff is super interesting and it's a vehicle where ARM should come in. But, you know, Edge in general is an opportunity for ARM to be more prevalent. And uh, we would love to have conversations with people who want to talk about why ARM should be the next big thing or risk five. Um, <laughs> if that's your boat. Well, I definitely want to do that. So again, thanks again for listening, everyone. Welcome to 2020. Uh, Crazy. Welcome to 2020. And um, stay tuned for more podcasts. Thanks again, Rob.